Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin. I'm Shane. You are listening <laughs> to the podcast uh, that's trying to make conspiracies fun again. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying. We're, we're trying. trying. Today. Conspiracy is a bunch of stuff. You've joined us to uh, talk about when Peter met Donna. The crazy story of the Midwest Bank bandits. Oh, fun. Credible tale. Uh, yeah. And if you happen to follow us on uh, the TikTok... It's uh, we yeah, you posted a little, about little, that. little tease, little little teaser, a deeper dive. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk about it. I'm yeah. excited. Um, and you can find, you know, we're on all the socials. You can go to conspiracybeermy.com. You can find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Book of Faces. Yeah, uh, and on TikTok, all those things. Yeah, join us on Patreon or Spotify Premium. Five dollars a month gets you four extra episodes a month, which is great. Um, Wait, f- yeah. how much? Five dollars? Yeah, five dollars. We upped it. No, no, we're, that's why we're broke. Oh shoot! It used to be three. We're gonna up it, guys. We are, but we're gonna up it. You we know, inflation's it, a bull, <laughs> yeah. bullshit thing, and we're you gonna... won't even notice it. No, it's you the won't. Price of a cup of tea. That, that's right. It'd be twenty dollars versus five. You'll never notice. You'll notice. So get in while you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick. Also, if you buy if you buy a uh, a hat, mm-hmm. if you buy a patron, you get the hat for six dollars and sixty six cents. Yeah, these are five panel conspiracy mm-hmm. beer me trucker hats. Uh, suited for gifting, and we sold our first one, although he hasn't paid me, nor have I sent it. So this is a verbal contract <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the a, moment. A verbal handshake. It's on layaway. Yeah, well, how much are they if you don't sign up for Patreon? Uh, $15. Yeah, that sucks. Sign up for Patreon. Yeah, it's ten. It's eleven sixty six. You save. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. You get the yeah the devil's price. So, uh, yeah, well, this is good, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for our guest today. Uh, she is a local Raleigh comic. Uh, she is a French-American very excited to have her on the pod. Please welcome Anna Vincenti. Hi, I'm Anna. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nailed it. You're waiting with oh, anticipation. I'm so excited. Good. When I say you're uh, a French-American, you're born in France? Yes, I am. And then you have, do you have American citizenship? I do not, du- yes. Du- dual citizenship? Yes. Is that test hard? Uh, so thankfully, my parents took it when I was 17 years old and 11 and a half months Oh, so your grandfather so I, did. Nice. Yeah, so my parents got it for me. But they said... Well, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was the point, so my brother and I wouldn't have to. But they were they almost... Because like, when you apply for citizenship, you know, you kind of just have to wait for them to be like, all right, here's your test date, or like, here's oh, the right. date that you oh, can come yeah. do this. And you know, it always there are always complications and things get delayed. And so it was getting more and more delayed, and I was getting very close to turning 18 and concerned that I would because ha- then I would have had to start the process all Oof. over again. Plus, I was applying to colleges at the time. Oh yeah, so I had to apply as a non-citizen to college, which that was a that was fun. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, my parents took the test. My dad uh, failed his first two attempts. Like you get three attempts, I think, when you take the test. Oh wow! But you only need one of them to pass, right? That's correct. Yeah, but that's hanging by a thread there. It's yeah, like, yeah. What happened to your mom? To Did your mom fail? Too? Uh, no, my mom is absolutely brilliant. It was actually really funny when uh, they were preparing to take the test. So there's like a list of a hundred something questions. And they send it to you. They're like, here are any of the questions you can anticipate on this test. And I think they only ask you one to three questions. Only one to three? Yeah, it's, I think it's three Wait, questions. What? They only end up asking you What kind three. of stupid test is <laughs> Well, as far as like as, of like the list of 100-something questions, they only ask oh. you three. There are other parts to the test. Oh, sure, sure. It's or, not just like a three-question test. I hate when right. teachers would do that. Yeah, They're like, you got to study this much, but only but then a tiny fraction. Yeah, I got around it. I just didn't study. Yeah. But yeah, so we would like sit around at the dinner table and my brother and I would quiz my parents so that to make sure they would pass the test or else we would be screwed. And um, every single time we would quiz my dad, he would not get it right. Yeah. And because uh, my dad's not the not the 
not the book smart one in the family. That's definitely my mom. Do you think it was because he was too busy providing that he just didn't have time to study? <laughs> well, ironically, he's not the breadwinner either. Oh, so. Sorry, Pops. Yeah. So what's he bringing to the table? <laughs> yeah, nothing, <laughs> clearly. Uh, poop jokes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Good. Nice. A dad after my own heart. I yeah, hell this. yeah. I like your dad. Oh, I yeah, he's great. I like nice. him too. Um, so you lived, how long did you live in, in France for? What age? Until I was seven. And so you've been, you know, you feel pretty... American in some ways. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I sound American. Mm -hmm. uh, my the majority of my friends are American. But when you speak French, it sounds très français. Real yeah. French, though. Oui. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very French. Are you? Are you? Are, is that just how it comes out? Or are you trying to sound? No, that's I, that's just how I. So French is my first language. I didn't okay. learn English until I moved to the United States, um, which that was fun. Uh, good, good time. I remember my parents were like a month before we moved here got us uh, like an English tutor and I could not for the life of me get cow and sheep correctly. I mm. would switch them every time. And then you need to speak and say, what? Yeah. It's this thing. You pulled a string mm -hmm. and well, the arrow pointed to an animal and then you pulled the string and it would go, the cow says, right. Yeah. The sheep says, bah. and the best is when you held the string and made it go slow and it sounded like it was uh, haunted. Well, this was like, this was pre Amazon. So we only had French versions of those things. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this right. thing's pre-batteries. Yeah, <laughs> this thing yeah. I'm talking about is like, right. Yeah. Well, so we, we did, there weren't like English-speaking versions of the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I was I learned English. And I remember my favorite memory is like I'm on the playground, and I'm in first grade, so I you know should be able to like say a few words. Um, and they all know I don't speak English, so all these girls are pushing me on the swing on the playground, and they're like, "If you want us to stop, say." stop and doing all this miming to make sure i understand mm. and you know eventually i say stop and they're like oh my gosh like your first english word and in you're like french, no, my life depended on <laughs> well no yeah. in french when you say stop you say stop stop <laughs> so it's the same word but they were uh, very excited that i had hilarious. said my oh, first right word. right yeah, yeah. interesting uh, one thing i've uh, found interesting this we're clearly uh, getting into linguistics uh which has no bearing on this podcast but it's interesting to me that when you speak in <laughs> french you're voice octave is like too lower than your american english voice well it's it it also depends like what i'm talking about in french because oh, actually okay. there's like when i'm talking to my parents i would say my i'm like an octave higher oh and when i sing i can sing an octave higher in french than i can into in english because in, english is very like throat is like very tight. here yeah yeah it's yeah. very like and there's not a whole lot of fluctuation in english mm. whereas french like <laughs> that travels throughout the whole <laughs> mouth. There's stuff back oh, here. There's a crazy. lot of like O and U sounds up yeah, here. Yeah. Like there's a lot of U sounds up here. Um, and because of that, I think like m there's much more fluctuate. I mean, it sounds more melodic yeah, than yeah, English as sure. well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, in English, I notice I just stay here mm -hmm. almost all the time because there's just no noises to make other places, yeah. you know? So, so when it, when it comes to America, like uh, have you, you feel Americanized in terms of like, the things that make our country our country like like domestic violence like terrorist and that's my favorite i would say that is my favorite part of american <laughs> culture um and what makes me proud to be an american yeah, yeah. um so actually what's interesting is that and I, I don't know how it happened this way i don't know if it's because my household is french like of all on the spectrum of assimilation to american culture i would not put us very far mm. towards mm. american at least at home um like we don't really do thanksgiving like unless people invite us mm. uh we speak French at home, like our books in French are at home, the music we listen to, the TV. I mean, obviously we watch American TV and stuff, but. Right, because um, French TV is not 
good, is it? Um, well, well that that answer. <laughs> French oh film, fil- French films are good. French films are good. French TV is. Uh, French food is good. French food is good. French uh, movie cinema is good. Yeah. Um, French wine is good. Yeah. French, French complaining is good. We're very good at that. Oh, yeah. French I television. I might be French. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is complain. This is great. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting as far as like my Americanization because my parents tell me this and also I, I guess I feel this way. The, the older I get and the more I experience others in like adulthood in America. Um, but I would say my values are pretty French. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good could, yeah yeah and that's how my parents would describe me as well like they always say that i'm more french than my brother for example um but don't get me wrong i think the whole globe is getting because of globalization is getting very individualistic even less individualistic nations and i think that's why we are also seeing you know protests in china and like le- like sure. mm-hmm. um you know less countries that are less driven by like this set sense of self right um and more the sense of we and but but still Fran- france remains more of a community like the th- things we th- are like motto thing or whatever is like um i'm not gonna say it in the right order but like egalité equality mm-hmm. fraternité fraternity aka like community and liberty freedom mm-hmm. um liberty. i think liberty is first liberty. i think it's isn't it liberty egality uh fraternity those three is it that I don't. I. I'm not. Here I am trying to some superhero group. I, here I am trying to correct like, a French person. I. Don't, I, 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 I don't think I got the order right. But like in there is still a sense of community. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it. we are a socialist country, a capitalistic socialist country. Um, but I like, thought socialism didn't work. <laughs> um, not well. I mean, it does. It does. Um, yeah. Con- conditionally, and also like depend. Like yeah, all you didn't stay. Actually, I was just watching. I was just watching uh, like a Trevor Noah episode with uh, Obama in it, and he was interviewing Obama about like the state of not just American democracy, but the state of like Western democracy in yeah, general, which right. is all kind of being put into question because sure. we, we were we're not all agreeing on the operating model anymore, mm-hmm. um, and we're also not agreeing that the operating model necessarily works. Um, and Obama was saying, "Oh, there was a point to what I was going to say." Um, Typical French. Oh, fucking fuck. Train of thought. Um, what did you say before I started my Obama? You, you left. You left France. Socialism. Oh, social, socialism. socialism doesn't work. So, so <laughs> I'm saying uh, all the so, basically, so Trevor Noah was saying like, oh well, look at the, like these are socialist countries and that's why they work. And Obama's like, well, it's, they're not. They're socialist capitalist countries. Like right, they're not yeah. purely not socialist. socialist. Right. right. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I mean. Like socialism works pure, right. purely in a socialist fashion. Probably not sustainably. No, but, a, but democratic socialism. Yeah, might, might sociological okay. ideals work. And if Obama said it, then it is true. That's, well, that's probably that's so. what they say. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so. well. Let me ask you this: What do you think about guns and 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 violence? Is that is that that's not really a part of French culture? Is no. It? Yeah. It's in fact, it's something I really. And I know I'm not the only one in this, but like I very much struggle to wrap my head around it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do too. I do too. Right. Yeah. I think most Americans do. They're yeah. Like, what? That which is, but like in in. France, there's no question. Like, if if one group of people at any point was put in danger because of an armed weapon, there no question asked, almost unanimous. Yeah, okay, we're like this is not legal. Yeah, right. Period. Right, right. End of story. Yeah. And there, and the fact, and that's what makes the United States like this specific culture that I don't always, you know, identify with is like my right, my individualistic desire. To be infringed upon is not tolerated, even though it is at the expense of literal lives of people. Yeah, right, but yeah. but my desire to be able yeah, to yeah, right. 
And it's like, I'm like, do you hear yourself? Like your desire to be able to do something that you want to do right. over lives, human lives. And you're yeah. like, and how, like, I just don't, it doesn't compute to me how that's rational. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. You know, this is such a great point and a, and a, and a very interesting segue to like how we get into the, the topic today, mm -hmm. because I was trying to wrap my head around recent uh, violent domestic attacks, terrorist attacks, whatever you want to call them in the, in the U.S., and I got into like a dark rabbit hole because I was mm -hmm. trying to just like, I was trying to go down into the, uh, what was called the Christian identity movement, which you may or may not have heard of it. it. It'll sound familiar. It was started in the 1990s in Oklahoma with this uh, ex-Canadian, ex-Mennonite pastor mm -hmm. who started this 400 acre uh, private reserve where he was basically indoctrinating people in this sort of race driven Christian society that was very much like you've been chosen to lead a race war and if you've if you haven't heard of it you've probably heard of some of its most devoted uh, followers like timothy mcveigh oh, yeah. who did the oklahoma city bombing or eric rudolph who was the olympic park bomber in 1996 oh, yeah, yeah. also bombed an abortion clinic and then a, a gay nightclub before he then head out in the woods for like a decade um and i was trying to figure out like like, I have to be careful how I say this, but here was what I was trying to figure out. Like, I can wrap my head around bombing an abortion clinic. I'm not saying I'm saying it's right or you should do it. Oh, I totally I I'm, totally get it as well. I, I would I, yeah. I get the I get the <laughs> twisted math of it. Sure, sure. Right? Because like all of I mean war is a math equation. It's like by doing these things, which will likely kill people the greater good is accomplished, right? right? right so we're right. going to save this many people to kill this many people. Well, ironically, if you're pro-choice and bombing a... <laughs> yeah, it's weird. An right? abortion clinic. No, pro-life yeah, and bombing pro -life one is bombing. weird, but, but yeah. if the, right. again, the, the twisted math is killing an unborn is the greatest evil. Mm -hmm. So if I bomb this clinic and a doctor dies, that's that's a net good. Right. right. Bombing a gay... I'm like, what, what, do you, what is that? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, fewer gays. But yeah, but what are they? What are they doing? What's the equation there? Like, I, I mean, unless you just hate gay people, which maybe they just don't like club music. Yeah, they, they, it's it's bombing the gays <laughs> away. That's that's what they're going for. Yeah, but that seems that that I could not in my head wrap my mind right. around. Like, again, I'm not saying bombing abortion clinics is a good moral thing. That's not what you're saying. No, that's crazy. I have to be very clear. <laughs> very no, clear. yeah, no, yeah, right. But I do again. I un, but. No, what are, what are they doing to you? Right, yeah, yeah. Like a gay I, a gay bar, I mean, well, is I a think, great I think, time. I think just like any act of anger or vengeance, it's motivated by like emotion and desire for power and inflicting pain on others, having it cause a scene, having it show up on the news. That is success in damaging a community. And yes, you're bombing just a nightclub, only a nightclub. But the repercussions it has on the community is a huge, like, infringement on someone else's, not even infringement, is like, you're the person in power at that right, moment yeah, in time. Yeah. And that's what people are seeking, right? Is and especially oh, that's with like, probably and, yeah. the deep psychosis of it I might yeah. get, but it just seems like there's a lot better targets than just a bunch of people having a good time dancing and right. taking Yeah, but is that I mean, the best target? That's why I think why terrorists always target like events of joy is because they're like, uh, cause they just want something and, and large events. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. 
It makes a big ripple. Well, I'm a shitty terrorist because I just that's good. Let people Fuck dance. Shit. I just I've been I've been making a, a stand up joke about this, which is not good. Um, <laughs> but I've been filling out my like visa paperwork to go to the UK, <laughs> and there's a whole section on like let's make sure we want you here. Oh mm. wow! And they start by being like, "Have you had terrorist thoughts?" or have you ever considered yourself affiliated with a terrorist Who's group? Who's answering yes? First of all, what <laughs> yeah. terrorist is like, you know, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yes. You got me. You got right, me. right. And then, but like, and they have this whole list of questions uh, circling the theme of terrorism, but not once is it like, are you a terrorist? Right, right. Well, bad guys never think they're bad guys. Right. They, they need to work. That's the real bad But also, guys. like, yeah. low-key, like, terrorist is a cool title. Like, if that's a title I'm going <laughs> right. to, like, I'm going to actively own, like, that's pretty cool. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, so I would be like, Yeah, Fuck. they always, they, they, they always have a lot of uh, admirers, right? Right. They um, always do. And, like, also, like, go, if, go big or go home, right? If I'm filling out this paperwork, it's like, have you ever had a terrorist thought? Oh, bitch, you think I'm, you think I'm. Stopping at thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Right. Bitch, I'm a terrorist. Thoughts. Yeah, like, if you're you know, a true <laughs> terrorist, you're going to be terrorizing the people that are asking you those right. questions. you like, got to go hard 24-7. Like in the open text, I'm a terrorist through and through. <laughs> yeah, Why yeah. would you? Yeah, it seems like you would just skip the visa process if you're a real baller, though. Right, right? you just cross the Canadian right. border like yeah. they all do. Yeah, exactly. Also, I, I, <laughs> like, like this guy did yeah. who started this Christian identity yeah. movement. He just walked across Canada where our border... Okay. It's not, it's not, okay, this is, but here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> okay. Quick question. Yes. Sure. I just want to know, maybe I can Google it, like what percentage or what number of terrorists have they prevented from legally entering the UK by oh. asking those questions? By, oh, because you're going to the UK. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, we didn't do the research beforehand. That was question was not asked before we right. got here. Sorry. Um, so we don't have that data. I don't know, but they have like, they have <laughs> like a really, the, the UK seems to have a pretty crackpot Secret agent group there. Yeah, they, they got so many cameras MI6 over there and stuff. And CCTV. Yeah, all of Man. it. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. What's who does James Bond work for? Oh, uh, His Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, sure. It? They got those guys. Yeah. Yeah, they have James Bond everywhere. Yeah. yeah, he's a great. I mean, he's like the only secret agent who's ever just used his actual name every time. Yeah, it's bold. It's pretty. Means it's pretty badass. Oh my gosh, how do we know? <gasps> how do we know that's not like a pseudonym? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah, what if his name's like Clark? Kent <laughs> I wish he or just used a really. I like. Hey, what's your name? He's like Jimmy Band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we can't use that. Jimmy, short uh, for uh, James. He's like, yeah, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Okay, I'm, I'm James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another group, Christian Identity Movement, that I want to talk about today, uh, less well known, is called the Aryan Republican Army. Okay. Uh, which was founded in 1992 by Peter Langdon. Now, he is a very interesting character, and we will inevitably circle back to his early life because he is not a what you would imagine someone who would grow into a terrorist leader of an Aryan uh, brotherhood. Is he not white? Uh, yeah, I was going to say. He... <laughs> that, that, that would be awesome. No. Okay. He's yeah, white. He's like, he's like Mexican. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. he, was, he was raised in like a very, in the 1970s, in a very privileged family. They were, they were government uh, employees that lived in a, a very private, secluded enclave in the South Pacific. Like, what do you mean? You're not, you're not. You're surprised. <laughs> well, uh, well, no, because like his parents were like really like by all accounts like really forward progressive people. Like okay, in the seventies, like they did not tolerate racism in the household. No one said the n word. 
Like those were normalcies for me growing up oh, like, really? in my family, growing mm-hmm. up in the oh, South. Boy. So like they, they were very much like multicultural and like he like was a preteen hippie who like shouted like leftist slogans. Hmm. He wanted to be his dad who was ex-military. So he led the neighborhood and all these military, uh, like, you know, they played army, mm-hmm. but it was always like, you know, guerrillas in, you know, South America trying to overthrow the, the yeah. government, you know, mm-hmm. and, and establish a communist regime. Like by all accounts, he's like this little leftist kid. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, kind of what we talked about, something changes and he goes down this dark path and, and starts to focus on the U.S. government is the problem. And he, and he, so we, he goes, he reaches out to his, uh, his best friend. Um, I mean, right now, as far as you said so far, I'm on board. Yeah, like, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Right, yeah, you, right. <laughs> Although it does seem kind of like a natural progression. It's like, I'm going to play little, uh, Fidel Castro, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm going to have, like, little gorillas. I mean, it's the story of Star Wars. We're, like, the rebels fighting the Empire. Yeah. And then if you start doing your research, you're like, oh, America is the evil empire. Maybe oh, right. I should yeah. focus mm-hmm. my attention to now the real problem. Now you're Poe. Right. Yeah, you're just that one stormtrooper yeah. that... Right. It's weird more stormtroopers didn't just pick. Then this is bullshit. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah, we can't well, hit anything in these masks. We're terrible. Well, thankfully, you've got our, our man's, you know, Aryan dictator over here. <laughs> saved the day <laughs> yeah. well uh, um so he he kind of runs away from home founds this group with his uh best friend from uh growing up richard lee guthrie and uh Talk about Aryan names jeez yeah. yeah and they get or some real singer. real t- <laughs> uh was funny because he wasn't a, they were in bands oh really uh so richard lee guthrie and him and, and they start to getting into some legal trouble um langan gets arrested for like dead to rights for like a, uh, he held up a pizza restaurant or something and stole like 75 bucks. Crazy. And then he was also wanted on like masks because he'd been stockpiling weapons. So he goes to jail and has a $150,000 bond and facing up to like 20 years to life. When all of a sudden he gets, gets let out. Hmm. Like the, the, the official story was they wanted his help to like catch Guthrie. The, like the, the police were really after his friend so they set up a wiretap and then like, like and this is where the guy can be likable at times because like apparently they were listening on the wiretap and it's Langdon and Guthrie like, we're back in business, you fucking bitches. Yeah, I got you. And <laughs> they awesome. just like drive off. And so they're like, uh, ah, fool it again. <laughs> uh, so they start this thing, uh, this Aryan Republican Army. And again, like it's bizarre. Like I I don't, I doubt you can find it. I looked for it. Um, but yeah, they, I don't want to Google that. No, so they, yeah, he... He dubbed himself Commando Pedro, or sometimes Pretty Boy Pedro. Okay. And they, See, I said, well, I said Mexican earlier. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. <laughs> um, and they created uh, this recruitment video, which if you didn't know that it was the Aryan Republican Army, you just saw, like saw it, you would think it was a Monty Python episode. Really? It's like an hour long, and it's like goes from like drunken rambling speeches to like these like fake like phony commercials to like punk rock music. Cause they played in these punk bands and like they, they would go to shows and they would carry like behind their, they would carry a assault rifles behind their, their instruments and stuff. Oh, crazy. So they were just like, but they just like with these, like these kind of, you know, like 
made this like video to try to appeal to like young men in this like funny kind of SNL right. like, like this parrot's dead and they're like no it's not that's, <laughs> a, that's a deep <laughs> you, have, so you have no idea no Monty Python Monty Python you'll oh, find out when you Monty move Python. to the UK yeah it's been a while but just I've look up it. the parrot yeah, sketch the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah parrot's dead uh, yeah, yeah so they were like trying to be like kind of cool you know cool white supremacist you know like yeah, hey yeah, yeah, yeah cool you guys ones. would like this right um so then they had they came up with this plan, right? And it was based on some stuff they were reading and things. And what they were going to do was they were going to rob banks in small Midwestern towns. Okay. Niche. Yeah, because there's no plexiglass. So it's just like, you know, you so walk they, in, open counter. They didn't have plexiglass As opposed to in the Northeastern uh, banks? I, I think that, like, I think big city banks were oh, okay. a little more protected. Because sure. they, so they they'd like, been robbed before, whereas the Midwest is like, come on in, Patsy. Come on, get your yeah, money. Yeah, like, I yeah. think it was a little less secure. Yeah. But, th- so this is, like, early 90s, and they stole all of their moves from the 1991 classic Point Break starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick no Swayze. Have you seen it? That's, you know, cra- that's crazy. No, they, they literally... Did exactly what the bank robbers in that movie did. They dressed up in all dead presidents masks. One guy in there was a timekeeper. So when they ran in, he'd just be like, go. And then he'd be like, 15 seconds, 60 seconds. You know, and then like they they were in and out in 90 seconds always. Oh, uh, when you told me the, the premise of this days ago, I thought it was the basis. These, I thought it was the basis for well, Point I Break. did too until oh. Because that's what multiple articles oh, said. A bunch of hacks. And yeah. And then one guy was like, well, the movie came out before they started. So I don't know how they. Oh. Um, so they did. They did do a couple things different, which which were smart. Like uh, they would put fake pipe bombs and grenades in the bank. Okay. Um, and, and you know why? Fear? Yeah, they're scary. Yeah, I guess, I guess I didn't think about that. Fear, fear <laughs> tactic, like, like. Justin's got one in his car. He's got pipe oh, bombs. Oh man, yeah. I, mean, I thought everybody had a, a fake dummy grenade. <laughs> yeah. No, so that when uh, when there's a when there's a, a pipe bomb, the bomb squad has to come in and defuse oh. it. So it, it bought them time. Mm. So it makes sense. And so they uh, they would do that, and then uh, they would wear jackets that said FBI on them, and they would have <laughs> U.S. Marshal badges. Sometimes they had like real U.S. Marshal badges. And the other thing they did, which I thought was really smart, is they had a fake getaway car. So they had a real getaway car, and then they had a fake one parked down the street, also rigged with I fake bombs. a good bomb. misdirection. Yeah, yeah, it's a good misdirect. <laughs> so the people come, it's like, oh, there's a suspicious car. And they're like, get it, it's right, it's right, it's right. Follow that car. Yeah, it's weird they yeah. didn't hire a guy just to be the patsy in the just fake drive getaway the, yeah. car. Like, that, they should have done that. What makes me really happy about that, though, that you said that it's based off of Point Break, like their strategy? That makes me really happy because my, every Ocean's movie that my brother and I have watched, which is all of them, we're like, oh, we could totally do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an instruction oh, right. manual. And then, yeah, and yeah. then my, and my parents are like, obviously this was written for movies and this would never actually be possible with all the precautionary measures. And my brother and I'm like, oh, fine, I guess we won't rob a casino. <laughs> yeah. I will say. But uh, it looks like we can. Yeah, yeah. I also, think- your parents' French accent sounds a lot. Like Valley Girl, doesn't like, <laughs> Well, there's a couple problems with doing that. Uh, with well, at least with this, with this method. Okay. Which I think you could still get away with this method today. Sure, yeah. For a while. Yeah, until they catch you. I mean, yeah, but they, they could have... The, we'll get to why they got caught. Okay. They probably would not have gotten caught if, if not for what we're about to talk about. Oh, okay. But here's the problem is that like 
they were the most successful, meaning they got they did like something like twenty two bank robberies. Oh wow! Before they were caught, love that for them. They they total haul was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It doesn't seem like a lot. No. But I guess well, it's Midwest. This is pre-inflation also. That's so. true, true. And Midwest <laughs> banks only had like $30 yeah. in the right, vault. Right, They averaged between seven and 10000 with with Their highest haul ever was 28000 because, again, just cash drawer. Oh, yeah. No vault. Yeah. That's the whole secret. That's the only way to get in and out in 90 seconds is you just you come in, everybody on the ground, give me everything in the drawers, and you get out. Yeah. And So how much did you say they made in total? Two hundred uh, about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, that can get you. What can that get you? That can get you college tuition for one child at NYU for four years in twenty twenty. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. I know that is. So you got to rob yeah. twenty two banks <laughs> to pay one to kid pay, to go to NYU. Yeah, and, and did you go yeah. to NYU? My brother did. Oh, okay. oh man. When we got a new suspect for these, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like seventy two thousand dollars. That's like insane. A year. Yeah, insane. We got a problem in this country. Is, is college uh, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let me ask you this. So uh, do you know in Point Break what they did with their, their bank robbings? Oh. I don't remember right now. you know why they robbed banks in Point I Break? I totally forgot. Yeah. I was more into it for surfing. Well, that's why they robbed banks. Oh, so they could just oh, so follow they, Endless Summer? So they, they, were, yeah. they were vagabonds. They lived very cheaply. One reason why they never got caught mm-hmm. is because they weren't living a lavish lifestyle. They were just like, if we hit a bank a year, we can live like, you know, surf junkies for the rest of the year yeah, we can live like fucking vagrants bro yeah, we yeah. can do this well that's why they that's what they loved right yeah so like and they you know and, and that's what these classic guys, dude logic honestly mm-hmm. like and that's what these yeah. guys did um they lived a very spartan lifestyle um they put some of the money into what langdon called the company which was for renting cars and the rest of it all went to stockpile weapons for the inevitable race war crazy right which again, it's like such a twisted freaking mentality, right? Yeah. Of like, like we're gonna run this opera, but but outside of that, they lived like they all lived together in kind of like a communist sort of house, and they mm-hmm. played in punk bands, and they went to shows, and they they like had this normal sort of twenty something. See, alternate forms of government do work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Were they straight edge? What what is that? I don't even know what that. Where they don't drink, smoke, have sex. Don't oh do any of that. well, they're not Mormons. They're just. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, I know plenty of very angry, straight edge. I think people Langdon was a Mormon at one point. And fight people for no reason. Oh, I thought we were. Ta- so I thought we were still talking about Keanu Reeves. Oh no! So they stole like uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then eventually, probably like, well, what happened? Well, this is again where the stuff just gets crazy. Langdon and Guthrie had a falling out and eventually Guthrie got edged about it and started to like go out and run his own jobs Mm -hmm. and then he eventually got caught and then he just rolled on the whole group but the genesis of his problem with his high school friend was that secretly at night Langdon was Donna Langdon oh shit and shaved all her body hair Mm -hmm. she had pink toenails that she didn't like the guys to know about she wore long hair wigs and went out and was a cross-dresser experimenting with the gender fluidity and that is why this group started to unravel because again it goes back to this weird thing of like guthrie he could he could believe in langdon because of their their racist ideology believe in stockpiling weapons rob banks but when it came to cross-dressing that's where Guthrie hard was line. like 
hard pass, dude. Crazy. I'd, I'd rather us all go to jail <laughs> right. than you keep doing this. Did he wear a uh, like a female president mask? Like did he wear like a Hillary Clinton mask <laughs> when he robbed banks? No, we have never had a female no, president. Right. Oh yeah, you're right. Did you have to pick he, an, another nation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angela Merkel. Well, yeah, Merkel yeah, she wasn't even president. Damn. Although yeah. now that you mention it though, like that that being like the kind of catalyst for the downfall. Um, no surprise at all that this motherfucker was a terrorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, group I know, right? like classic. Like, you know, I just want to be myself, but I'm shackled by societal norms. And like, so if I want to experiment, I gotta yeah. go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I never understood people that are like bigoted towards. Uh, well, right. it, it, it's kind. It's kind of like in, like any internalized like misogyny, homophobia. Yeah, like, yeah. Like. Like dudes being like, I'm super not gay. Like, gay, gay's fucking gross. Yeah, dude, you're super gay. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just right. that, that internalized yeah. because you're you're it's shamed, you sure. know. And like, what what a tragedy would it be if you were to? Does does that mean that everyone that secretly that hates uh, other races are like black inside? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's good. Oh my gosh, every proud boy is black. Sorry. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm just like, it's like, why is he racist? Because secretly he's black. <laughs> In the final days of Langan's trial, which was heavily, by the way, heavily uh, publicized, mm-hmm. like you can, the, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they still have archived articles. Um, you can find them pretty easily if you want to read them. But the media was there because it was a pretty big bust. Um, and this woman shows up and like, like Langan's like, I can't even talk to my wife. And people are like, what? Mm. And then they're like, who is this woman? Sheree Roberts. She's like, that's my wife. And like Sheree Roberts is dressed in like a, like a pantsuit, you know, like very masculine. Uh. And people are like, what is going on? And she's like, Donna is my wife. And they were like, Oh shit. What? And like, so now all of a sudden they're like, mm. she, they're like, she is a pre-op transsexual woman. Mm-hmm. And like, we're married, and uh, and so like, not only was he like cross dressing, which is the part of his sexuality which his friends knew about it. Secretly, he had married a woman, like as Donna, right? Like Wild. so, okay. so his yeah, old yeah. identity, right? Which I've stopped using his first name since the very beginning. It's like he, that that person was no longer who Crazy. he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the pretend. The real the real person was married to Cherie Roberts. Right. And trying to find a way out. What a great, wow. what a, what a great distraction from the true identity that you're trying to like conceal and probably somewhat ashamed of. What a better distraction than being the leader of a <laughs> domestic terrorist group. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, who would ever suspect that you're a woman, right? When you are actively, you know, yes. persecuting. I don't know. Yeah. Any, right. everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Or at least stockpiling weapons to eventually annihilate anyone who's not white. You know, it's like right. I love having a secret that like is not like in this day and age not a big deal. I'm fine, whatever you want to do. You <laughs> just go be the person you want to be. But it's like people that like are just like, you know what? I don't want people to notice this. I'll just do oh, something right. crazy like, right. over right. Like on this side. Some poor woman in like seventeen eighty two that wasn't sure if God was real and just had <laughs> yeah, to like yeah, yeah. choke that down. <laughs> and you're probably right, it probably just leaks out in other ways. Sure. Right. Um I would love to read a book on the psychology of Donald Langdon, but let me just tell you that the story is gets even weirder. Oh, right. Oh. Because Donna Langdon goes to a male prison for two decades. Where she gets wrecked. Uh, Probably. 
Maybe. Probably. I, I didn't read that, but that, now that you say that. Hard to say. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I've, I've heard prisoners say, like, yes, that happens, but it's, it's, if, it's, it's not as they portray it in the movies. Like, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. not the, like I'm gonna make but, you my bitch. Well, just kinda. like the way like female identifying Donna goes to a male prison doesn't sound like a great. That, yeah, I can't that, imagine. That's, that's right. Thing. Right. Well, then after 20 years, Donna successfully petitions the Bureau of Federal Prisons, who then pays for her to have gender assignment oh, wow. surgery in prison. In prison. Wow. She gets her gender reassigned and is successfully transferred to a female prison where she still is to this day. Oh wow. And not only that, like when when all this was going on, it was all Obama administration era stuff. It's like, like trans women can be in a woman's prison. Let's start trying to find out. Sure. And and I I understand that there needs to be something. You can't just be like, oh yes, I'm a woman, because it's nicer in a woman's prison or something. But she was one that was clearly identified as a woman, and blah blah blah. So she gets moved. And then the Trump administration comes in, and she's like, they're rolling back these. And she leads the fight. Like, she's the primary voice oh, wow. for trans women Whoa. in prison. Good for she's her. She's a huge trans advocate. Pop off, Donna. Yeah, yeah. pop off, Donna. I'm loving how progressive this terrorist is. This is <laughs> yeah, sick. she's completely renounced yeah. her old I, views. I, I Still hates Donna, blacks, I, but, you I know. Want Donna to fill out, I want Donna to fill out the UK visa paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> right. Terrorist, but also but. an activist for <laughs> yeah, trans yeah. women's rights. Yes. <laughs> like, really that's awesome. Now, I think that where, where the conspiracy comes in, and this, is, uh, this has been a, a really kind of interesting is that people have said something is amiss here and where they where they think is I've a, never heard anyone <laughs> utter those words like out loud uh, something is something. amiss yes. and, and yeah <laughs> and where they where they point to is the sweetheart plea deal that langdon got mm. um what, what does that mean what is a sweetheart deal yes a really really good deal oh, like something okay. you would only give your sweetheart Aww. So he's in prison. It's a box of chocolates and <laughs> ten years off your sentence. So he he's in prison with a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bail, facing twenty years to life. He walks away with under his own reconnaissance, no bail. He's given fifty dollars and a bus ticket to go back home. And the people that gave it to him were the Secret Service. Oh weird. And people are like, Some that's very, very odd. And he would later say that he convinced the Secret Service that he was still on their side. Those were his words. Oh, wow. Remember now, that time I drove away and said you were a bunch of bitches? I was joking to keep the game going. Well, let me tell you this. His father, when I said his father worked for the government, his father worked for a CIA enclave in the South Pacific who was involved in training military groups to protect themselves from terror and other things. Oh, wow. So there's a theory. Oh, the irony. That yeah. this was all a long con by hmm. Donna Langdon. Crazy. That in that first prison bout, Donna was like, I'll get I'll I'll infiltrate the white supremacist terrorist world, right? Hmm. Because throughout this period where, where Donna Langdon was active in white like that's when Christian identity was brought down. The Branch Davidians were brought down. Oh, shit. It's where Timothy McVeigh, like how they found all the information. So like there was a mole in the system during this time. Someone on the interior was, was leaking Donna. information to the CIA. And another thing they said is that she called the the Aryan Brotherhood, or the Aryan Republican Army, she called it the company, which people are like, you know, she was like, that's company money. Like you're working mm -hmm. for the company. Like you're, you're doing band tonight. Tomorrow we're doing company work. 
the company is what everyone in the CIA calls the CIA. Oh, right. When you say, who do you work for? I'm a company man. Mm-hmm. That's code word for the CIA. Hmm. So there are mm-hmm. lots of people that say this whole you story. Probably change the word because we all know that. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you just leaked it to yeah. all of Patreon. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, Enterprise. but that's even better the, now because yeah. you're like, they Startup. wouldn't mean CIA if they just said the company. Right, right. They would just say the CIA. Right. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, sometimes you can be deceiving by being absolutely by being on true the nose. on the nose, yeah, yeah, honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, no, this whole thing was like, I guess. That doesn't make sense that they would spend 20 years in prison. It's a yeah, long time. That's a long time. a long time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like fun. Uh, I don't believe this theory now that I say it. Yeah, These that's a long, are, that's a very long con and like, it's too long. No one wants to spend I, also, I mean, potentially a method actress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. really. Uh, long, I'm going to write this I great think book. Even females prefer to be called actor. Excuse me. Yes. Donna, my apologies. <laughs> yeah. May you rest in, well, I guess, may She's you just, alive. may you live in prison, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. what to wish upon you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really tough to reconcile because I'm very much a fan of people can can make mistakes and get second chances and change their lives and their views totally. and become better people. Mm-hmm. I think it's the there problem are, with like modern society is that we think that that's not possible. It's right, not possible, yeah. right? Like, especially youthful indiscretions can be considered... Like you're done, right? Like you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're out of here. But um, there are people that say like, you know, they did a lot of bad things. Now let me just say they never killed anybody. No. They stole two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which was definitely insured by the FDIC, right? And they bought guns, which were eventually recovered. I'm not saying it wasn't a victimless crime. They're just not good. At isn't, it, isn't it kind of like the equivalent of like reckless endangerment in driving? It's like. We never did anything with the weapons. Like, what were you going to oh, do yeah, yeah, yeah. with the weapons? You know, I was like, keeping them off the streets. Yeah. I, I, right. yeah. <laughs> I was just keeping them safe. Yeah, yeah. Reckless, like, reckless endangerment is kind of faulting you for being a really good driver. My brother, <laughs> yeah. I think like a year, this time a year ago, got a fat ticket for reckless endangerment. He already had a few tickets sacked up for other things as well. And that NYU education really paying off. Yeah, truly, truly, they don't teach you how to drive at NYU. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but he he came home and he was like, literally, this is the stupidest thing ever because he basically gave me a ticket for almost causing an accident, but nothing even happened. So what the <laughs> fuck? And I'm just like, well, that well, that's why they call it reckless endangerment. Yeah. Where did y'all grow up in America? Uh, a combination of Orlando, Florida, Seattle, Washington, and well, for me, California, and for him, New York. Okay. Because again, he sounded valley. Like that, your brother was like, "That's the accent I give my brother California. when I like when I imitate my brother. I give him this voice. When I imitate my parents, I normally give them the French accent. I didn't before, which is weird, because I've never imitated them as a collective. I typically oh, imitate sure, them sure. as separate, separate individuals. Yeah, yeah. But my brother, my brother actually is a is a v- very good enunciator. Okay, because he went to, he went to acting school. My brother's an actor, mm. and so he enunciates so well. That sometimes there is a some California air to it, and he always his favorite thing that he's like, "I'll be totally honest with you right now." He starts almost every sentence that way. It's my favorite thing. It's so funny. That's I, I don't I don't like when people say I'm going to be totally honest because they're never you. honest. Because you're like my brother's ironically, hopefully recovering like chronic liar. Uh, like growing oh, up, wow. a, growing up. It was impossible to know if what was coming out of his mouth oh, man. was the truth or a lie because they were all equally convincing. Really? Oh, yeah. And they're 
It's a good actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. yeah. Say. Uh, right. Right. And now, now I do think that he de- he definitely lies significantly less. But I cannot trust that he never lies. Yeah. Yeah. But and he again every sentence. Listen, I'll be totally honest with you right now. <laughs> I'm really not feeling this, dude. And <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I, I do uh, say this about now that I've had time to process the fact that I don't think that Donna Langner was entirely a, a CIA operative. Yeah. I do think it's it's interesting that, that uh, and there were many people upset that the government would pay for a, sure, sure. Uh, a gender reassignment surgery for any prisoner, but much less this prisoner mm-hmm. i think this is all very ironically progressive like <laughs> oh, yeah. all of it's all yeah. of it's yeah and and but i do go back to what i said earlier is that like i think there is something in repressed sexuality at play in white supremacy which is weird mm. because it doesn't seem related to race and sexuality don't seem like similar issues but 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 i and again i'm not a psychologist but that's not going to stop me from <laughs> yeah. talking like one, right? right? Sure. Yeah, dude. But yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm super <laughs> into this right now. <laughs> yeah, but it makes it like it makes sense to me that if 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 you have this repressed hatred for yourself because of sexual desires mm-hmm. that you feel but can't control, that you manifest that projection, you project yeah. it onto something that absolutely. So I think that that is at, I, I do think that when I said I get bombing an abortion clinic, or at least I understand the, the twisted mindset, ma- yeah, math yeah. of it, mm-hmm. right? This starts to make me think, I do understand why there's this seemingly precarious, unexplainable hatred towards the gay community, mm-hmm. right? Like, And, I, and I, I very seriously think it's probably wrapped up in some sort of suppressed sexual energy well, like, I- that, like Don Langdon had. I do think there's like there's projection at play. There's also like uh, challenging of the status quo at play. Humans, even though we do it ironically all the time and used to be nomads, like we hate change. It's so scary. We don't like the unknown. We like to put labels on things because then we make we're we're certain of what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we we like it's so much harder to understand things than it is to just place the blame on a very easily identifiable thing, group, whatever, right, and move on with it. And so if you, if I can find an easy target and be like, ah, it's this group because they're different. We don't understand them. Yeah. Done. Which like, is partially right. why conspiracies have gotten such a bad rep as of late because they've turned into that where it's just like, oh, we'll just blame this one group of people for this thing causing our problems because w- critical thinking is not what we want to do. We just want to like. Right, right. You know, oh, it's the uh, aliens that did it or it's these people. That sure. Did it. It's like, well, you know, maybe it's a deeper conversation that you just don't yeah. have time for. And it's that lack of critical thinking, which yeah. doesn't allow us to look at a person like Donna Langdon and see the complex story arc that exists there. Right. Right. right? Especially we're not fed that, right? You really have to look for that story arc because oh, the sure. media is telling you, oh, right. it's, Absolutely. You know, it's something else. Absolutely. It's just a black and white story. Right. Yeah. Also, when you, when you think of any kind of group like white supremacist group or group like that there's also a threat to not just the status quo but a threat to like your own like security and your status right yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and like yeah don't don't take that away from me it's all i've ever known and that's what i've been taught is right and another thing too and i think about this often when i think of like my friends pa- parents who might be racist and you know older than my parents like can you imagine being taught for the first what 50 60 years of your life that being racist is the correct thing to do 
Oh right. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and yes. then you get told at sixty. By the way, this whole time, not only are you wrong, you're a bad person. Yeah, yeah. sure. And then you have to look back and be like, I've been right. a shitty person. Like I've been a shitty person for the whole first yeah, majority right. of my life, and now right. you're telling me that I like. That I have to accept that? No. Who wants to do that? No one. Right. Like that's that's so invalidating. Yeah. And like right. a really difficult pill to swallow. Even though in theory we could all do it, right? Like you were wrong. It's not the, blame the institution at that point, right? Like blame society. Oh, that's what they taught you. Um, but okay. no, you would have to like accept deeply that you have wronged other humans, which is horrible. Right. Yeah. Which then that brings me back to why it makes so much sense now. That if you're raised in a world where being gay is 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 a sinful abomination, mm-hmm. like in my mind, you have a couple options: either you can abandon that belief and realize that being gay has been something that humans have been since there's been humans, mm-hmm. um, or the Greeks were gay as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you can either do that; you can either like get over that belief and overcome that, right? Or you can you know just try to you know will yourself to stop and sort of live a life where you're trying to suppress it. But if you can't, then you have to find out who's at fault. Sure. And then you're like, ah, it's these liberal gay leaders who are like brainwashing us from a young age that they're the problem mm-hmm. with this. Does that, does that make sense where you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the, the gay movement has infiltrated America in such a way that it's making kids it's really preying upon it, which I think is now like the main oh, yeah, that's, sort of like I thing saw, they're saying. Yeah, the, gro- the grooming. That said that the yeah, other day, yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, well, man, this is dark. Yeah. Real funny podcast we had today, <laughs> yeah, man. Way to go. Very interesting, though. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. It's, um, yeah, it's always interesting. I think this is one of those things where I think anything that we talk about in terms of whether it's domestic terrorism or just road rage, it's all based on a place <laughs> of feeling insecure or scared for your safety even though yeah. right. like i have uh, road rage issues but i often like will stop short want to talk uh, about it shane i am yeah this i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> i'll stop short like in being angry because i'm like why am i angry right now oh it's because this person did something that made my safety feel compromised compromised uh, right? right so i'm i'm attacking or i'm yelling out at someone who mm-hmm. i feel is making my situation unsafe so if you're someone that uh feels that your situation is being compromised by whether it's mm. uh, black people or gay people or whatever, you're going to lash out at those people because it's affecting your safe bubble. You know, it's like, this is a, a different way of life that I'm not, if someone's cutting in my lane, I know this is very simplifying the whole uh, issue, but I yeah, think it's just, it's nice just, way to wrap your head around it. I think. Yeah. It's just yeah. Wow. the reason why we act these ways is because we're right. scared. We're scared people. We're scared it's, little animals. On this we're planet. there to scared sons of bitches. That's all we are. Yeah. We are. So yeah. well, in a world full of Peters, be a Donna. Yeah. Fuck. Right? Yeah. Be right? a Donna. Be yeah, yourself. Be a transgender fucking icon terrorist. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you, you yeah. know. Rob a bunch of banks. Be an Aryan yep. transgender <laughs> robber. <laughs> Did she ever denounce her uh, Aryan? Oh, absolutely. 100% denounces yep. all of it. Good. Against it, which, Good. you know. Um, like, denounces it and she's like, oh, yeah, I feel bad for doing that. Or no, like, no, no like, this never I, happened. I was completely wrong. Oh, All wow. my views were completely wrong. Pop off, Donna. Yeah. She yeah. really is an icon. I want a shirt. Yeah, I like this. I want a shirt Man. with yeah. Donna. I, I have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg shirt that says, like, Descent underneath, and she's mm-hmm. wearing boxing gloves. I want that, but Donna. Donna. Hell yeah. And she's got hats a off president mask. Half odds to uh, uh, Cherie Roberts, uh, who is Donna's wife. Shout out, Cherie. Cherie? Sherry or Cherie? I don't know. Okay. It's spelled like 
Cherie, okay. Sherry, I don't know. Cherry Roberts. Cherry Berry. Cherry Berry. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, who, who's, <laughs> I mean, cause you know, like after like the fourth date and she's like, what do you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I rob well. banks to fund a race war. So we <laughs> yeah. stockpile mm-hmm. weapons with the money that we've earned. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know what? <laughs> But I do love an ambitious and passionate woman. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is a modern love story, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't believe it hasn't sure. been made into an amazing movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you star as uh, Donna Langdon? Ooh, Donna. Um, oh, uh, who 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 just died? Oh, Louis Anderson. Ooh, that's a that's a wait, is that because didn't he play a transgender woman in that one series? Is that Mr. D- Miss Doubtfire? Like no, was that his name Louis? Yeah, didn't Louis he just die? Well, I have a question. Are we so okay? I've had this debate with my brother a bunch of times, and him and I disagree on it because he's an actor, and um, now there's kind of this movement of like you cast trans women in trans women roles, right? Yeah, that's probably right. right. Which at th- which which <laughs> I I am not arguing that that should not be the case. Sure, sure, of course, but also the nature of acting. Is that you are playing characters, pe- that, characters right. that you are not. Right. You are just, right. you are the, a vessel right. to telling a story. And so that, that before I give my casting choice, I want to ask, can I give a non-transgender woman this role? Uh, Mostly because... Hypothetically, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the transgender women actresses that I have in my head. One of them is black, which makes this a little bit difficult. Yeah. Because Aryan. And the other one is Asian. So I'm thinking Jared Leto again. You know what I mean? Like he did great in Dallas <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buyers Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know the. I don't. Like, if you saw the pictures of Peter Langdon, like, like Nick Nicholas Cage, who I do not like as an actor, would oh my be gosh. fantastic. Oh, I would. Peter that's Langdon. great. Well, also, who are we casting as as uh, as the wife? Probably just her. She's probably oh, just yeah. cast her as herself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they would be. She would. She would be too old for the the time. Nicholas Cage would be too old. Now that I think about it, who's a young Nicholas Cage? Who's Timothy like, Chalamet? No, he's too. Oh, young. Timothy Chalamet might be good as well. He he's all, he's very young. He'd have to like. Have oh to... no! This is Tim from Tim and Eric. Who's <laughs> you just naming friends of yours? No, you know Tim and Eric. No, no, no. But doesn't that kind of look like? Chalamet, show that picture again. No, you no. see the Nick Cage there? A little bit. Everybody, that's his. Uh, that's his long hair. That's his. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that's, that's his transitional. That's Tim Heidecker. You put put a wig on Tim Heidecker. Okay. Yeah. Well, we should make this again. We come up with a lot of good scripts. We should write this movie. See if your brother wants to be involved. Sure. I'm all for it. Uh, my my final thought here is that I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. I I think that there is a. And there's probably somebody who wrote a book and has a PhD that wrote about this. There's something about sexual uh, uh, dysphoria and white supremacy. Interesting. I think there's a weird connection. And if somebody explored it, it would be more evident. So okay. if you know of a book about that, you're a listener, shoot me. I, I like to read, so mm-hmm. I'll read a book on that. I'll okay. probably find it myself before you message me. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Shane, final thought? Uh, final thought. Don't rob banks uh, to start your war. Uh, terrorism's bad. Wait, why not? Uh, I mean, what war are you fighting? No, no, why not Rob Banks, though? Because uh, that's traumatic for the tellers. My aunt was a teller that got robbed, and that oh, like, really? affected her for a while, yeah. Sad. How many, how long? Um, a couple quite days. Quite a while. Oh, okay, I don't years. mean to minimize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That, that, uh, yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, there's better ways to get money. Start a fucking crypto account. Fucking steal. Or like. Start uh, an <laughs> NFT business. Fuck people. Or like get a job. job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could make. Boo. You could like make money if you had a job. Yeah. Then. You could. You could Boo. actually make a lot of money doing just YouTube videos where you just narrate over top of pictures. <laughs> right. Um, do that. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad uh, you know Donna made her transition to be a better person. Um, maybe we all just have to be women to be better people. I don't know. I concur. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Fun story. I wish it was ba- the other way around, where it was Point Break that ins- uh, was inspired. copied them. Yeah, I wish that was the the move, the thing we were talking about. But it's still pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was when I first told you because that's what everybody said. Yeah, they were all full of shit. All right, what's your final thought? Yeah. Uh, I have a few naturally because I can't pick one. Uh, what, humans are complicated, you mm-hmm. know, and pop off to our terrorist <laughs> transgender icon. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's that's niche. And yeah. I love that for her. Um, Ocean 13, real. I can make that happen. I just need <laughs> a lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah. And I could do it. Um, and. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. While you're thinking there, if, uh, if someone listening would like to find and follow you on oh, the, yeah. uh, the, right. the social medias and see you do comedy. Where would they, where would they do that? Do, right. you, do you, you post about your shows? And I, I do. Uh, my, my Instagram handle is on a dot as in period, like the things that I have on a monthly basis, Vincenti, <laughs> which is V I N C E N T I. And in my bio, it says funny ish because my jokes aren't always good. And I just want everyone to know that. Oh, I, thought <laughs> meant, I thought it meant funny shit and you just didn't want to swear. Um, oh no as you heard on this podcast probably many times. i think i said motherfucker like at least four times what yeah and also you're moving to uh jolly england so we i know we have some uk listeners mm-hmm. and so yes oh wow hopefully your comedy career will continue over across the pond yes and they hello can see uk listeners yeah. please so, yeah please also listen to me on stage in the uk catch me yes. in london yes. yeah uh uk audiences are notoriously tough so yeah yeah they do be they do be tough. Try yeah. some slapstick just yeah i am excited to because I, I think in the United States, both as like a female comic and just just the general state of comedy right now, just you have to be pretty comic. PC. You have to be pretty PC. Yeah. And or this is the safest choice. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to not be PC, it has to be so tactful. And generally speaking, like comedy should be tactful anyway. But I do think in the UK, you can get away a little bit more with 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 taking risks. And I'm excited about that because I do think yeah. that's like innately that's what I want to do. Good. I've just been conditioned to not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, also, cool. you'll have like a. I think you have a lot of nine eleven jokes, which do a, wa- a lot better over there because it's not. How as, do you know I have a lot of? Uh, <laughs> jokes. The UK people, they weren't right here, so it's easier for them to laugh. <laughs> uh, that's the best thing about going to the UK. Is all well, you have a lot of nine eleven. No, jokes? this is just kind of. I have a lot of mass shooting jokes. Oh wow! Well, this is. I uh, wish that. We should have started with that. This is the whole, <laughs> yeah. this is the whole top. Okay. Well, you've been a super fun guest. Thank I hope you, you come yeah. back. Uh, thank you so much. This has been Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin. I'm Shane. And this was... Anna. Peace. Peace.